0: This is episode 65 of the Prepper Website Podcast. Today's articles are Retirement May Be Your Own SHTF If You're Not Prepared For It Homemade MREs For Your Stockpile And This Present Frustration Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily aggregator of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, before we get started, you know, yesterday I talked a little bit about the free webinar that Melissa K. Norris was uh, sponsoring, or we were sponsoring uh, her free webinar here at Prepper Website, and I think it's a it's a great deal. You know, it's a free webinar where you can learn about canning. You know, one of the reasons why people don't, or actually, probably the biggest reasons people don't can is because they're afraid they're going to get something wrong. They're afraid that they're not going to can it correctly and then the food's going to get spoiled and they're going to hurt their family. But she's going to walk through all of that. Uh, you know, now we know more now about canning than ever before, and all the safety, you know, all the safety behind it, and what you need to do. And you can imagine. I mean, I know that my dad was talking about uh, his neighbor when he was young, and he would help her out and do things for her. She would always give him like a can of peaches or whatever. I mean, they were doing it way, way, way back in the day, and we have so much more information now and thing how to do it. So. Uh, There is a way to do it safely and you'll learn that through this webinar. You'll learn uh, some recipes and and things that you need to do and then also how to save money and build up your own food storage. So um, I... Uh, have the link over at PrepperWebsite.com. It's headlined at the very top. Uh, it's in blue so you can't miss it. You click on the link and you go and you sign up for it and then you'll uh, get a confirmation email and then they'll let you know. Uh, she'll send out an email right before the webinar so that you can uh, connect to the webinar. And uh, She does a good job. She's, she, uh, she presents really, really well, so I think you'll learn a lot. Um, I'm also going to link it to episode 65. I'll probably be talking about it on Monday as well. But, you know, we have this weekend, and uh, this will be the last time I talk about it. And I'll talk about it on Monday, but uh, the, the, the webinar is on Tuesday, so you don't want to miss out. You want to go sign up for it, definitely, and uh, have access to that free webinar. So, um, without, besides that, uh, if I could ask you, uh, I was checking out the reviews at, at uh, iTunes. And we do have a couple over there, but for some reason iTunes doesn't show up. the reviews don't show up when you just kind of go to uh, the website, the web based part of that uh, until you get a certain amount so if you're getting a little bit of value if you if you are enjoying this uh, podcast i'd really appreciate it if you go over to itunes and drop us a review there that, that does a lot for the podcast and for people to find new people to find the podcast and also if you can go over to stitcher if you if you use stitcher that would be great uh it'd be a big blessing i would really appreciate that so let's go ahead and get started with uh, today's articles the first one comes to us comes to us from modern survival blog and again the title is retirement may Maybe be your own shtf if you are not prepared for it and this um I think this is an important aspect of it. I've done demographic stuff uh, or demographic work with the website before, with Prepper website, and uh, on two different accounts. And they they both come up with similar demogra- uh, demog- demographics where saying that the majority of uh, people that are preparing are going to be in your 40s on up. And really the 40s are kind of, you're still a smaller group. It, it really gets... Uh, you know, the big group are usually people like in their 50s and 60s. That doesn't mean that there's not other people that are that are prepping. There's other people that are prepping and they're younger and stuff like that. But for the most part, people that are you know usually it's a, you're a little bit wiser. You are you have a little bit of uh, experience in the world. You're looking out there and you're realizing, man, you know what? things are are pretty messed up and uh you know there's some something that i should do about it right um and so uh there are people that are younger there's people that are really really older that are still prepping all that kind of stuff but i think the majority are going to be you know in the retirement years or close to retirement so i think this is very very important uh to read and then i also did an article a little uh a while back and i want to talk a little bit about that one in regards to this one so let's go ahead and start reading this um this article, do you believe that someday the, well, I'm going to just say the poop will hit the fan? Well, then you are absolutely correct. We sometimes talk about how an EMP, economic crash, World War III, cyber attack, pandemic, so on, will change the world, your life, forever, and or bring it crashing down. Retirement is an event that will totally disrupt your current life in ways you have no idea retirement will be that shtf and hopefully we all get to enjoy it for those here that are thinking about the 10-letter word retirement and i know there are quite a few getting close and for those that are a few many years off i wanted to touch a little on this so before i begin and to those young whippersnappers out there i remember just yesterday when i turned 25 young healthy full of piz (laughs) and vinegar i looked at retirement like it was so far away today i'm in the process of getting my ducks in a row and tomorrow the day will come when i load all my stuff at work say see ya to the one still there and head home to a new life then what there are a few things to think about first number one is health insurance is one of the biggies medicare or obamacare less supplemental medicare insurance private insurance let's face it we all are going to get sick and we all will die at some time if you don't have or if you screw this up, the medical bills will eat you, eat up every penny you and your family have. As an example, when my late wife got cancer and passed, the total medical hospital hospice so on bills totaled well over $500,000 for a three year battle. Do not make the mistake and say I'm healthy now. Money. Of course this is important or somewhat. Do you have an IRA, a 401k, a retirement account, money in the bank, social security, and PMs? All are important as long as the banking and economy are stable. How about inflation, a crash, and unexpected expenses? Do you live a lifestyle that allows you to continue as is without wondering if you need to go on food stamps or live in a shelter? Land and home. Are you protected from probate court? Do you have a land and personal trust and a will set up dictating exactly what where who gets this or that remember that probate court and lawyers will completely drain everything you had that's what they do they feed off of others for a living how about land deeds that are upon death to someone funeral funeral arrangements have you made them cremated buried viking boat this is something that we all need to arrange why would you put those choices on your loved ones a deep pantry Very deep pantry and the ways to maintain it, plus the skills. Okay, how about that fun stuff? Traveling. We all want to see the Great Wall of China, right? Spending time with grand or great grandkids. How about that time fishing and camping? FYI, the Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, Pomona Beach, and tens of thousands of other places are in full go-to right about now. Can you say camping on the beach in Costa Rica? How about time to just sit on the porch enjoying the evening with a few good friends? Anyone want to visit Ken and eat his steak and lobster? Personally, I love to garden, fish, hunt, camping, and a lot of outdoor stuff. There is no way I'm going to sit in a chair stagnant for the rest of my life. How about you? I plan on hours and hours just sitting by a nice stream somewhere and meditating on that 28-inch rainbow trout I'm going to catch tomorrow or maybe the next day. Then head to the fish house and have a nice halibut steak with orange sauce. My friends, when you do finally retire, please do not just sit around doing nothing. I know people that have. Usually they are gone within a year. Plan properly. Be prepared as best as you can. This is usually the last job you will have. Please do it right. I know several retirees and almost all of them tell me, with all of the things I have going on, I don't know how I had time to work. Time for tea and chocolate, as per old homesteader, and maybe a little fishing. And so then Ken Uh, The author of the website adds a little bit to the end of this article. I believe that one of the biggest issues upon retirement will be the change in cash flow. Unless you are well off or adequately wealthy, one's lifestyle will likely be forced to change upon retirement. So to avoid this, it's a great idea to change or downsize your life before you retire in order to ease into it with less of a shock. Get yourself out of all debt as early as you can. Also remember that property taxes will always go up and some places are a lot worse in this regard than others. The years tick by faster than you think, so the sooner you start thinking about it, the better. If you think that you're going to retire early, be aware that private health insurance until you're on Medicare will be one of your biggest expenses. Maybe you can semi-retire early with a part-time job or some such way of earning enough supplemental money cash flow remember too that it may require a large sum of money than you think within in a 401k IRA and or savings to supplement your post retirement income over time why because let's say you retire at 66 well one would hope that you'll live another 20 years right Take your lump sum and divide it by 20 years, and then divide it by 12 months out of the year and see how much you actually have left to supplement your retirement income. Could be eye opening. One last thing your health. Get in shape as best you can. Exercise somehow. Walk. Move. Eat better. You'll live longer, hopefully. Just my two cents. So this article was posted on the 17th, which is just yesterday, man. And this really hit a nerve. I mean, there was 73 comments. There's, you know, 73 comments at this time when I'm uh, reading this, and I haven't gone through the comments uh, all to, to read it. But you know that this is a topic that is near and dear to a lot of people's uh, hearts because it is something that uh, people are thinking about. Now I'm in my mid 40s. I I thoroughly I've been saying this for a while. I've been telling I tell my dad, I tell people that I work with. I'm in education. We have the Texas the teacher retirement system. Uh, I keep telling people there's no way there's nothing going to be there. There's no, there's nothing going to be there when I retire because I I foresee that the economy is going to go you know is going to go belly up. I just I just know it you know. And so there's a lot of people. I think the people that are retiring now. And the people that are in retirement now, possibly, and I'm not trying to be like a prophet and I'm not an economist or anything like that. But you might be the last, you know, real age group to, or the last group to really retire and to really retire well, right? Experience retirement. I I know that I have have had people and teachers and administrators in education that they retire. And, you know, one of my favorite principals had a boat. And they bought this boat from a guy who had all the reason to. There is a there is a, a path that you take. It's over on the east coast. I don't know. There's a specific trail for it uh, that you that you take a uh, boating boating trail, whatever whatever the the, the term is. Uh, anyway, so he they bought this boat from this guy and this guy you know his plan was that he and his wife were going to retire and they were going to take this trip and uh you know they were going to be doing this to the you know to the we uh you know years in their life and then the wife got sick uh before they you know got you know they were real close to retirement the wife got sick and died and so he just never went on that trip so he finally got to the point where he couldn't, he wouldn't have been able to do it on his own. There's no way you could do it on your own. And so he just realized that he needed to get rid of the boat or it was just, you know, he wasn't going to benefit from any of the money that, that it was worth. So he sold it. And my principal, one of the things that I remember her saying, you know, she was, she didn't have to retire. She still had a lot of, of time and education that she could have been spending. A lot of people, I mean, we just celebrated someone who has 40 years in education. So she had time. But she said, you know what? We've talked about it. We don't want to be like the person that uh, we bought the boat from, who you know had these plans and never got to do them. So we're going to go ahead and retire. And so whatever, you know, whatever that means. And so they they live off of a boat, you know. So they sometimes they they go and they spend time, uh, you know. They have a little apartment, you know, somewhere in Florida, I think. Uh, but the rest of the time they're shooting pictures. You know, they're putting pictures up on Facebook and stuff like that about their trip all over the place, and it's really great. You know, they're they're experiencing that. But I think. I think you know this this group this is going to be the last group to really really truly enjoy it. Um, But when you think about it, retirement is really a very new concept in uh, you know in in history, right? In world history, and uh, that's what I was referring to. I had an article that I wrote. Uh, Some time back, let me see, when when was it? In uh, December 2014. Are you really going to retire? Some thoughts on why you shouldn't. That's over at Ed That Matters. I, uh, I'll i go ahead and link to it on episode 65. But I just kind of, I, I was like, what, what's the history behind retirement? Where did it come from? And basically what it was, and uh, so let me read this quote to you from the article. Uh, in 19, And this is coming from uh, the history of retirement. Uh from the New York Times. It was a New York Times uh, article. By 1935, it became evident that the only way to get old people to stop working for pay was to pay them enough to stop working. A Californian, Francis Townsend, initiated a popular movement by proposing mandatory retirement at age 60. In exchange, the government would pay pensions of up to $200 a month, an amount equivalent at that time to a full salary for a middle-income worker. Horrified at the prospect of Townsend's radical generosity, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt proposed the Social Security Act of 1935, which made workers pay for their own old age insurance. So, that's kind of where it stemmed from, and the reason being is that people were getting old older. And, um, and there's another quote in there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read it, but uh, you know when you when we lived in an agrarian life, uh, if someone was getting older and it was no big deal that you know they were moving a little bit slower, they didn't uh, get enough. Uh, I think the the quote says you know bales of hay or whatever uh, didn't you know didn't get all you know what they were going to do that day. That's no big deal. But when we talked about our industrial economy and in our industrial life, it was a big deal. When you have all these older people who were working and they were going slower, they were they were not producing as fast. They were getting uh, they'd get sick and call in and not show up for work. And so business owners were like, "Hey, we're losing money," and not to mention the fact that. You have all these younger people uh, who have families and stuff like that that were coming up and they weren't, there weren't enough jobs and this is during the Great Depression and all that kind of stuff, gearing up for the Depression. And so there's not... Uh, you know there wasn't enough jobs for everyone out there and so that's why California started coming up this guy started coming up with this idea uh, to move these people out and they realized that it was going to be a big benefit um, because you know people would be able to to work harder and businesses would be able to to get you know more productivity out there and it would be a win-win although the the two hundred dollars a month probably would have uh Eating them alive uh, eventually, because uh, they would have had to, you know, go up with inflation and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, that's when you know uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt comes in and he says, "No, let's do the Social Security Act." And so, uh, you know, that's when that was born. But something that I know that I'm I, I'm not going to see, and uh, a lot of other people are not going to see um and we you know every political or election that comes up you always hear about it you know people are talking about it and uh you know it's just it's just not going to be there at least i'm not planning on it i, I don't want to plan on it i don't make a lot of money as it is but uh hopefully i can uh you know get out to the country somewhere and live off of uh live off of that so anyway, uh, you know, things to consider out there. Again, I a lot of those of you that are preppers that are listening to this, you are up in age. Uh, I know that one of the needs, if there are any people who run websites uh, or someone who is thinking about running a website, I know that one of the needs uh, out there is to write articles that are preparedness-minded for senior citizens. Uh, whatever, you know, some people you know are out there and they write them but i think a website that was dedicated to that i think would be uh pretty popular because people would start to identify with that and they would start visiting it i know definitely i would uh because i see the need of it i know that i would be linking to articles like that if if there were quality articles so uh retirement i think that's going to be a big deal And uh, something to, uh, if you're not retirement age, if you are not close to it, I mean, you need to be thinking about if it's going to be there or not for you when when the time comes. And if you are in retirement, I mean, go out there and live life to the fullest, right? All right. Our next... Article comes to us from survivalsullivan.com. Uh, yesterday we or this week we read about MREs from uh, Lisa Bedford, the survival mom. Uh, this article is homemade MREs for your stockpile, and uh, I I like this article because uh, I have done it uh, you know here at home as well. Uh, it's easy to do this, so uh, let's go ahead and 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 get into this. There are some recipes in here uh, that I'm not going to. Uh, that I'm not going to read because I'm just going to be reading like one tablespoon of this, one tablespoon of that. I will refer to them and you can go to the article. I'm going to link to it on theprepperwebsitepodcast.com like always, episode 65. And uh, you can go check that out and uh, go see those recipes so that you you can apply them to your, uh, your MREs, your homemade MREs if that's something that you want to do. Okay, let's go ahead and start reading. MREs, or Meals Ready to Eat, originated from the military. In fact, the military has a whole department in charge of the development of these unique meals. MREs are scientifically designed to last up to five years. Crafted to be immediately edible, they provide an average of 1,250 calories. The composition breakdown is 13% protein, 51% carbohydrates, and 36% fat. One-third of the military recommended daily allowance of vitamins and minerals, so three MREs are a full day's worth. MREs are convenient to have on hand when a disaster strikes. Some of the reasons you should have MREs on hand are, MREs are easy to move. Most most preppers have canned foods, but they are bulky and heavy and are not so easy to just grab on the way out. Some require special preparations to eat them, and of course you will need a can opener. If you're traveling on foot, you will need to limit the number of cans of food that you can take with you. They do not use up a lot of space and are lightweight. They can be easily put into your backpack, car, emergency kit, or home. Plus, they have an excellent shelf life. Hey, I just I just want to add, it kind of depends on which MRE you're talking about as far as being light because some of them are very heavy and bulky. I know that there's different versions out there. There's uh, versions that are not created uh, for military use that you can buy out there that might fit that uh, that profile. If you want to make your own MREs, it can be satisfying, more nutritious, and much cheaper. Keep these in mind. Purchased MREs can be quite expensive, especially if you have to pay for shipping. They are also high in fat content. They were originally designed to meet the needs of someone doing heavy physical activity. When you combine that with the low water content, you are destined to get constipated. They are also low in fiber and, again, Another reason they lead to constipation. They have been nicknamed by some as meals requiring enemas and massive rectal expulsions. The sodium content in MREs can be as high as 3,800 milligrams. That is three times more than the average person should consume. This would make you pretty thirsty too. Because they are high in calories, high in fat, high in sodium, low in fiber, and low in water, they can play havoc with the good bacteria in your stomach thus causing extreme gastrointestinal distress, which is not ideal when you are stuck in a sedentary, sedentary situation. Most importantly to some would be taste. They just don't taste good. If you have ever eaten several of them, you'll find they taste the same. Troops have been known to drown the entire meal in hot sauce just to get over the taste of it. There also is not much of a selection when it comes to purchased MREs. So, uh, remember the, the article that we read earlier this week Uh, talked a little bit about not so much to make you constipated but to not let you go to the restroom or not to encourage you to go to the restroom. Uh, And I can see where possibly you uh, wouldn't wind up going to the... uh, You you could get uh, constipated as well. I don't know. Uh, Maybe somebody can share their thoughts, somebody who has uh, eaten them on a regular basis for a long while. And I would think that if you're eating just uh, MREs and not eating any other food at all, definitely that would happen. Homemade MREs are the best for you in the long run and so much more cost-effective. You won't need to worry about the not-for-human-consumption-may-cause-diarrhea mentality. You also won't have to worry about packaging inedible stuff such as a heater, matches, etc. To begin, you'll want to look into your options for packing your MREs. Though mylar bags are far better than plastic bags, they are also much more expensive. Though they offer a 10-12 to year shelf life, they require oxygen absorbers and high temperatures to seal the bag. A vacuum sealer is the best way to go when creating your own MRE. Most MREs only have a shelf life of 1-3 to years depending on the contents of it. Check out this video on vacuum packing sealing your own meals. There's a good little uh, video there that you can check out. So what do you put in your MREs? When making your own MREs, you will want to consider anything that can be eaten raw or cooked with water. A complete MRE should include utensils, entrees, seasoning, crackers, side dish, spreads, dessert, candy, dried fruit, dessert. When making your own MREs, you will want to consider anything that can be eaten raw or cooked with water. Start looking for cells and stock up on bagged and canned meats, spam, tuna, chicken, salmon, sardines, ramen noodles, instant rice and potatoes, instant oatmeal, instant drinks like coffee, tea, crystal light, Gatorade packs, Kool-Aid, Hawaiian punch, tea bags, bouillon cubes, packaged snack crackers, cheese, peanut butter, whole wheat, packs from restaurants such as pepper flakes, uh, parmesan cheese, lemon juice, etc., packs of sugar, sweeteners, etc., granola bars, candy bars, power bars, dried fruit. Be sure to double check your stockpiles for the supplies needed to make the MREs and arrange the type of meals you want to create. If you don't have these in your stockpile, then start planning to add items to your stockpile to make them the homemade MREs. One example of an MRE could put together yourself is breakfast. Two packs of instant oatmeal, two servings of dried fruit, and 14 ounces of water. Single serve pack of coffee, spoon, vacuum pack, the combination without the water. You can tape the water to the outside of the bag. Another example would be canned chicken, pack of instant chicken flavored, pack of instant rice such as Nora flavored rice, pack of instant mashed potatoes, roasted garlic, pack of ramen noodles, one tea bag, three three packs of sugar or Splenda, packet of salt and pepper or your own seasoning, recipe below, packs of crackers with peanut butter or cheese, one granola bar, energy bar, one pack of Taster's Choice instant coffee. Another packet may include one vacuum sealed packet of star kissed uh, chunky light tuna, ramen noodles, Betty Crocker cheese potatoes, packet of flavored rice such as Nor, packet of peanut size, snack size, packet of Nescaf instant coffee with packets of cream and sugar, Splenda, one bouillon cube, packet of dried fruit, packet of crushed red pepper, or homemade seasoning packet. Hey, I never, never wrote an article on my MREs that I made, but I think I came up with like four or five. Um, I made four or five packets, and each packet had um, you know the day's food in there. I think I, made, I think I made three packets, so it was three different types of packets but one of the things that you're you're reading here is there's a lot of things that require water and then also cooking like different pots like if you have uh mashed potatoes and rice and different things like that i mean you're going to have you know tea coffee you're going to have to have all these different pots to cook with and you might not have that kind of setup in a bug out bag or you know something like that now that's if you're putting this in a bug, bug out bag that's what we did but if you're just making mres just to make mres you might have uh, a little setup you know a little tote with all your you know all the pans and pots and pans and stuff and that would work really really well for you but if you're looking at at do making these up for your, your bug out bag then you really want to keep the, the, the things that you need to cook uh, or heat up water that are very, very minimal, uh, you know, one or two items like oatmeal and then something for your coffee, you know, that way. So uh, you, that's something you want to think about. Continuing on, try to make the meals as appetizing as possible while hitting all the major components noted in the list above. You don't want the same boring meal every time, not to mention that members of your group may have different likes and dislikes. Now, break out the vacuum sealer, wrap your homemade MREs into nice little packs and seal away. Adding your own components to your MRE is a great way to go. Try homemade preserved foods. When you preserve your own food, you know exactly what is in it. No allergen issues, genetically modified ingredients, excess salt or sugar. Home preserving is a great way to cost. Effectively make your own MREs. Dehydrating foods makes them light and easy to store. Some can be dehydrated with the intention of rehydrating them later. Dehydration is one of the oldest methods of food preservation. Dehydrating inhibits the growth of bacteria, mold, and yeast by removing the water. Foods such as beef, fish, fruit, vegetables, and garlic and onions are the most different types of foods that types of foods that can be dehydrated. If you have a food dehydrator, just follow the instructions. Check the web for recipes and ideas. If you don't have a dehydrator, use your oven. Turn the oven on to the lowest setting and cut your fruit and or vegetables into one or quarter inch slices. Place the sliced up vegetables or fruit into the oven on a lined sheet pan for about six to eight hours or as long as they need. Try your toaster oven. Toaster ovens vary, so keep your eye on it. Turn the temperature of the toaster oven on its lowest setting and keep the door propped open a bit to avoid any condensation. This is one of the best ways to make beef jerky. Sun drying is another option. This is especially good for tomatoes and herbs. Slice the fruit and or vegetables and place them on an aluminum lined baking sheet. Leave the fruit or vegetables in a sunny spot for a few days. For herbs you can easily tie a string around them and hang them upside down. You can put the herbs in the sun or just let them hang out in your kitchen until they are dried. Just make sure no steam from the sink's faucet or boiling pots on the stove reaches the, the drying herbs. This can cause mildew or mold on the herbs. The most common fruits that are dehydrated include apples, apricots, berries, bananas, cherries, figs, grapes, plums, pineapples, pears, peaches, and melons. The most common vegetables are tomatoes, carrots, beets, greens, green I'm sorry, yeah, greens, beans, squash, onions, peas, celery, corn, pumpkin, and broccoli. These should be blanched briefly before they're dehydrating process to limit the risk of foodborne illness since they will be crispy they make great chips or a topper for your soups here are some good recipes for your homemade MREs pick and choose according to your taste and needs so um, the first recipe is southwest seasoning and he breaks it down for you really nicely there what you need to do and gives you the directions uh, the next is homemade beef jerky, and that's an easy one. If if you don't do homemade beef jerky, but buying the buying beef jerky, that's an easy one to put in MREs or to keep in your bug out bag. But there is uh, the recipe here for making that, uh, and the directions for doing that. Hardtack, uh, and uh, hardtack is linking to. You know, there's a lot of links here in this article, but uh, hardtack is linking to another article that you can go to. Uh, hardtack is one of those easy to make uh breads and uh they just last for forever uh trail mix easy to make trail mix here spam and pea ramen uh that sounds delightful uh, not uh sweet and spicy tuna and rice uh okay cocoa cocoa coco mix and cinnamon and nutmeg so there's there's a the recipe for that Alright, so continuing on cooking methods. Imagine if you did suddenly find yourself with no modern appliances. No electricity and no gas with, translates to no oven, toaster, oven, or microwave. Even if you do have a generator, it won't last forever. Who knows how long it will take for everything to come back up if it does. The fact that you have a great supply of food is not enough. You also need to have a plan to handle the everyday processes as well as, such as cooking. One item every pepper and homeowner should own is the traditional Dutch oven. It is a heavy iron kettle with a tight-fitting lid, perfect for cooking meats, soups, bread, entrees, and even desserts. The, some of the lids have a ridge so as to hold the hot coals on top of it. The Dutch oven comes in small, medium, and large sizes with the average size kettle being about 12 inches in diameter and holds about 6 quarts. There are many purchasable options for cooking with no power, such as propane and gas stoves, solar stoves, and rocket stoves. Check online for stoves such as the Kelly Kettle Solo Stove and the Volcano Collapsible Cook Stove. We touched on some of the basic information needed for homemade MREs and there is still so much more out there to be addressed. Share your recipes and ideas below. Hey, uh, as I was reading that about uh, the Dutch oven and cast iron, I want to point out, uh, I was in Walmart one day and I saw this big cast iron uh, frying pan. And I was like, wow, that, it, it, there was only one of them there, and it was you know, it was different. I hadn't seen anything like that. It was the, the Lodge brand, uh, so, uh, but I didn't see a price, and I took it up to the register when I was checking out. I'm like, hey, can I get a price on this? And the price was, I don't know, it was, I don't know if it was mismarked or it was on clearance or whatever, but I got the greatest of all deals on that on that frying pan it was it was a steal man if they would have had more I would have gone back and bought all of them but I think probably what it was is somebody bought it somewhere else they came and they returned it uh, there to uh, to that Walmart and they put it out for their stock And uh, whoever priced it didn't price it correctly. And anyway, so it was a a great deal. But always be on the lookout for Dutch ovens and cast iron. And you never know what you're going to find. But a good article here because it's easy to make your own homemade MREs just with a little bit of time and uh, a little bit of of practice using the Food Saver. Uh, Those Food Savers, they're really nice. You can vacuum seal your own. You know, save a lot of money doing meats and different things like that. Uh, You should be using those. So uh, really cool uh, article to do. Haven't seen one of these in a while, so uh, you know if you're up for that, go check this out and make your own MRE. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the next article. All right, this next article is uh, is one of my own, and there's a reason why I'm uh, I'm, I'm just, I chose I was thinking about it today and uh, chose to read it. It's it's called This Present Frustration, and um, lately I've been hearing a lot of people say around me man people are crazy things are and and not in the preparedness community but you know like at work and different things like that and so today I was in a in a very very big meeting and they kept uh somebody kept saying over you know one of the big wigs kept saying man people are just crazy this time of the year and they're chalking it up to uh the end of the school year and different things like that and uh everyone was agreeing and everyone was like yeah yeah it is and i wanted to say man people have been crazy for a while now you're just now starting to feel it up you know it's starting to you know to move up to you it's starting to get up to you um being on the campus i've been feeling that for a, for a while you know uh hearing it, feeling it from parents uh feeling it from kids kids that had no reason why they're just it just seemed like they were just wigging out and there's no reason why they should be everything was good everything was going for them right uh and and it's something that i've been uh you know portraying to people trying to get them to understand it's like hey there's people out there there is a rumble right there and, and it's been going on for a while now, but there's this kind of like this rumble on, of unsatisfaction, of of frustration, and I know that those of you that are listening to me, you totally get it, you totally understand it, but there's a lot of people out there that don't. You know, they're they're looking at all kinds of things, and and for instance, you have you have the just the election, the election with Donald Trump getting that. All that was, the populist movement, was people were frustrated with Washington, D.C., and and for those of us that look at politics and you're kind of you know keeping abreast of what's going on, you get even more frustrated. You got people, stupid people like uh, Senator John McCain, saying thing, talking about impeachment, right? And you got other people out there talking about there. He didn't do anything wrong. I mean, he shouldn't have done it, but it wasn't illegal. It's not impeachable, whatever. But then you got, you know, of course, the Democrats are just they're causing any stir just to keep. Uh, Trump on the defensive, right? So as long as he's on the defensive, he can't, you know, be on the offensive and do all the changes and all the reforms that he wants. But then you have the Republicans starting to join in there, too. And you start to see their true colors. And, the, and the, the fact is is that they don't want to see change in Washington. They want to keep the status quo. They want to see things continue. They want to keep their power. They don't want reform. They like the way things are. So they're starting to join in and starting to say different things. I've, I have thought that John McCain has been an idiot for a long time. I don't know why... People in Arizona keep electing him. I mean, I understand he was a war hero, be a war hero, but it's time to go off into the sunset, my friend, and go off and do something else. And um, you know, because he just he's never done anything positive. And you you hear all these other things that are out there and all this kind of chaos, and that's just in the political realm. And then you have things that you know that are going out there, and all, all these things begin to add up, right? You begin to pile on. And you start to get this, this thing where people are just starting to get frustrated and they're getting crazy and they're trying to find a way out. You know, maybe it's they're using alcohol or drugs or, or they go into other things, you know, that, that help them to buy a little bit of time to a peace of mind. But they come back to this world that's, that's kind of crazy. And can, you know, there's just uh, this frustration out there. So I wanted to read this article. I mean, this article came to mind. I, I wrote it in December of 2012. And, uh, so it's been a long time and I did get, you know, people that are agreeing with me, you know, in, in the comment section. Uh, the thing is, is that I don't, I don't, I didn't give like any like real skills. It's more, it was more of a, 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 venting type thing. Uh, one of the things in education that I always, I always hated was, you know what you need to do for these kids, but you can't do it. Right. There's always this stupid stuff that you need to do, and, and you need to show this, and you need to show that. And you're like, I, I know what this kid needs. One um, of those, just to tell you a f- funny story, As I was, um, towards the end, this was, again, written in 2012, towards the end of my time on the campus, I was starting to get to the point where I was doing things that uh, that really oh, yeah. I shouldn't have been doing. But being that I was an administrator, I, and not that I shouldn't have been doing, but I was just kind of, I I knew that I could... Kind of force things, and not I. I spent enough time doing it. That I knew that I could. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna force this thing. I'm gonna I, I know what I need to say, what I need to do to kind of make this thing happen. And it really was. It was to better the 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 education for these kids and to help these kids out, right? And so I was getting to that point and I was uh, talking about that uh, in my new position with uh, you know somebody who was above me, a supervisor, and she just kind of looked at me and was like Todd. Now we don't want to be saying that in front of other <laughs> you know assistant principals and things like that. How I just kind of laughed because um, part of it was true because I knew that I could do those things. It wasn't that I was doing anything wrong. I, I knew that I could do those things. I was kind of forcing it, but I wasn't always, you know, going by all. I was kind of circumventing the red tape, I guess, if if you want to say that. But anyway, uh, that's one way that I kind of got in what I what I needed to get in. But let's go ahead and read this article. Uh, the, this present frustration is over at Ed That Matters, my personal blog. Here we go. For the longest time I thought it was just me. At times I feel like I'm on the edge walking the fine line of surely people can't be so stupid and maybe I'm reading too much into this. Life goes on, work, kids, sports practices, taking out the trash, paying the bills, it's all the same. But there is a subtle change. Maybe not subtle for others but I'm starting to sense it more and more. The crowd is getting frustrated. You've been there before standing in line at the premiere of the movie you've been waiting for and then someone cuts in line. People in line start to look at each other and roll their eyes. They take it. And if you're the peaceful type, you rationalize that it's only one or two people. But it still sticks in your crawl. Then someone else does it. The line starts to chat it up. Hey, buddy, the end of the line is back here. Then someone else walks up, and before they cross the barrier, people are barking and your blood is boiling too. Shouldn't the theater have someone watching out and enforcing the line? Heck, they put the barriers out for a reason now multiply this feeling by the people who are quote-unquote awake here in america haven't you caught yourself saying shouldn't someone be saying or doing something about this soon you'll be able to multiply this sentiment by the sheeple too eventually they will wake up by then they won't want answers they will want blood to be honest i can't pinpoint my frustration i really haven't been hit by the economy like others i feel blessed Except for the occasional nail in the tire or dealing with the cell phone provider, things are good. So what is it? I work in education. I love it. I love working with kids, seeing them grow and learn, and finally getting it. I like influencing their behavior, trying to help them see how their negative behavior isn't beneficial to them, and that making good decisions is important. But I hate education too. It's not in the scope of this article to lay it all out, but let me just say it's not the teacher's. Yes, there are a few bad apples, but the teachers that I have worked with are quality. I know this might be rare where you are, but it's the truth. As an educational leader, I monitor the curriculum that we are teaching. I don't see socialism hidden inside the curriculum. I don't even see too much multiculturalism being taught. We are, though, a pretty conservative bunch down here. We all talked about the unions in Chicago a while back and couldn't believe what we were hearing and seeing. Thank goodness the unions aren't entrenched down here in Texas. The teachers I know just want to help students learn plain and simple. I can't say that for everyone though, so check your local public education system. Let me break in break in here and uh, stop for a second. Uh, our curriculum that we had in our district, you know again, you hear about people talking about socialism and stuff it, it, it wasn't in our curriculum. you know I, I can I can honestly tell you that. But one of the things that um, that I do I I am saying is that you know we were for the most part very conservative. uh, But I have since I have written this article in in uh, 2012, um, things things are changing. I mean I can I can see that the the, being the conservative side of it, there's still a lot of people that are, but there are a lot more liberals coming in, and um, I. I can't quote it, or I can't uh, give you the specific numbers, but um, looking at just looking at the the election and things like that, um, the city of Houston went for uh, the city of Houston went for uh, Hillary Clinton. Now the county uh, went for Donald Trump. So we are we are becoming a very li- more liberal. I mean, people are moving into Texas because for a while there there was a lot of a lot of jobs. Uh, we were better off. The economy was better off here for a while. Uh, until oil kind of took a took a leap, or you know went downhill. But uh, you know we can see it. I can I can see it. I can see more uh, liberal perspectives out there. All right. So continuing on, I had three different professors in graduate school allude to the fact that there was a conspiracy to keep the masses dumbed down. Most of us believe this already. But to have three different professors in three different instances bring this up, they all started talking about it and then would catch themselves. Uh huh. The corporations need their worker bees. Oh, don't let me go on. I'll start rambling. The system is created to fail or at least to stay mediocre. I believe all the red tape that we encounter is to make it harder for us to do what we need to do. We know that a student needs a certain service, but we need to try this first, then fill out this piece of paperwork, wait nine weeks, then try this, then get this person involved, then have another meeting, and then just get out of the way and let us do what we need to do. Decisions need to be made on a local level. Even people in the district office aren't on the front lines. And I'm sure this is happening in your line of work too. Government regulations, state initiatives, blah blah blah, things we don't ask for but are forced to do because some idiot didn't get a stretched arm strong for Christmas one year. The road called frustration is long. I don't want to just get by. I'm passionate about what I do. I can't just go punch a time clock. But the frustration causes me to not care sometimes. I fight against it. I hate feeling like this. But all the crap can make even the most passionate person start to not care. Maybe that is what is happening. People are fighting against what they know needs to be done and the inability to do it. It causes the inner struggle, bipolar fight, which leads to more frustration. We need to remember why we are doing what we are doing. We need to have goals, a mission, focus. If you don't have these, you'll be lost. Lost and frustrated. How many of those people do you know out there? Then again, there are tons of people who just do the wrong thing. I mean, come on. People just think that they can do whatever or act however they want and not have consequences. Then I pay for it. You pay for it. That's right. Go ahead. Have babies. Get on food stamps. Food stamps, I willingly, forcibly fork out the funds for your irresponsibility. If you want to have babies, go ahead, but don't expect me and all the other responsible people out there to be your sugar daddy. Don't get me started on people with credit card debt galore and then choose bankruptcy. I have a budget, plan, and think about my big purchases. And don't forget all the other stuff out there. Let's just jump off the cliff already. Run modern medicine into the ground. Give more of the country away to foreigners. Allow stupid politicians to continue to get elected. And then say we need to show them who the boss is when they continue to vote to take our liberties. And just tax me already. Launch the missile and occupy something. You know they are going to do it. This can, this can go on and on and on. But my eye is twitching and I developed a tick. I'm going to go drink some chamomile tea and relax and then uh, there's a PS there if you are frustrated and just need to vent a little or a lot go ahead in the comment section below I'll approve your post right after I send the government some money so anyway uh you know there there are a few uh, uh posts there of people just kind of uh frustrated and kind of venting there uh over at Ed That Matters but uh I think you know, writing this in 2012, I look back and I think about this article often. I look back and I, uh, I'm like, man, yeah, people were getting frustrated. I think it's starting to boil over now. I mean, you've got people, you know, you got the riots, you've got. I, I truly believe that we are in a situation that is you got people talking about civil war, right people talking about civil war that not, I think I even saw it on Fox News some you know on Twitter someone was talking about civil war I mean come on who who 's talked about that before in the past all the the people that would talk about that would be you know patriots or whatever you know uh, you know people that were like hey you know it 's going to get to that one day, and it was so you know, you would look at it like, no, that man, that's just so far away. Come on. But, I mean, here it is. Here we are, 2017, and people are talking about civil war. I mean, you can read articles on it from the mainstream media. You can see it on Twitter. You can, I mean, that's how divided this country is right now. And so this frustration is boiling over. But it's not just here. It's all over the place. I mean, you have the riots going on in Venezuela. They have run Venezuela. And you, when you think about Venezuela... That's a tropical a tropical country They're, They should be growing stuff like all the time. There should be no reason why people should be starving there, but people are because it 's the way the government has has run things down, and then you get you people are frustrated. The only reason there probably hasn 't been a takeover down there is because the lack of guns right and We talked about that yesterday with uh, with daisy luther 's uh, article. One reason why foreign countries don 't come in and invade uh, America is because so many you know, firearms that are here. So, um, you know, you see it in Venezuela, you see it all over in Brazil, you see it going on over there, you're starting to see it in Germany, I mean, you've got the, the far right in Germany kind of rising, and you see things happening all over the place, you know, Martin Armstrong, who runs Armstrong Economics, is talking about this is, this is where the cycles have kind of been going, and he's kind of been talking about it and predicting it, that this is the, um, the lack of confidence in government. And so you're going to see that more and more. Uh, There's going to be a lack, there's going to be more of a confidence in America because we have, uh, we're a little bit more stable but and so that's why he says that money will flow to america because we we're a little bit more stable and people will it's a little bit more of a safe haven over here but even at that we're going to start seeing it i mean he's predicting stuff to start really uh cranking up in 2018 you know early 2018 uh i saw somebody write something about late 2017 of course you got to be careful because you always have people talking giving dates and different things like that we've we've gone through that before right uh 2016 there's supposed to be a lot of things going on there and nothing really happened but you can kind of just you don't you don't even really need to just mark it on your calendar anymore it's almost like you can you can kind of see it you can kind of feel it right right and that is why we prep. That is why we prep. That is why we prepare. That is why we are self-reliant. We are not uh, dependent on what the government can do for for us. We're not dependent on government aid. I mean, it, it might be there for a little while, but even uh, I know that uh, there was some talk about them coming cutting back on services. I, I can't remember who I spoke with just recently, but uh, someone knows someone who uh, a family member knows someone who uh, received services and they got a letter that they were getting cut down to like cutting 40% of what they would receive every month. And I think it was food stamps or their EBT cards or whatever. And uh, so, you know, what do you think is going to happen when people who have been so used to getting, you know, EBT cards, just, you know, money just shows up every month and then all of a sudden, you know, they have half of that. And all of a sudden, their, their world is rocked because you know what they're buying, they're not buying uh, enough anymore. What do you think they're going to do? What do you think they're going to resort to? I mean, what do you think? So that's you know, one thing you, you start hearing and start people start talking about, the increase in crime. So all of that kind of starts snowballing and adding on to it. And uh, I, mean, don't wanna, I don't want to be so negative here. Don't wanna, definitely don't want to end the week negative. But again, that is why we prep, right? That is why we are self-reliant. That is why we see what's going on there. We plan, what, what uh, we plan, and we see what's happening, and we are aware. We stay aware, and we go ahead and put things in place. We put systems and networks in place so that we are able to survive and to live and to live comfortably and to, you know, to be the best that we could possibly be because we are people out there who are seeing. So it's good, right? Uh, you should feel good that you know what's going on that you have time that you can see what's happening out there and you can uh, start to mitigate what's happening and start planning and preparing and doing those kinds of things right so that's that's why we plan that's why we prepare that's why we're self-reliant so good uh good rant there i guess i mean i just kind of talked a lot today and um, uh, the more i talk i know the longer i'm going um i did receive an email uh, from a listener who said, Todd, I, I like it when you give the commentary. I like it when you, you know, you just kind of go. Um, I, I don't know. Sometimes I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's good all the time. Uh, I get my blood worked up, some blood boiling, and my my blood pressure pumping sometimes. But anyway, so we're headed into the weekend. I hope that you get a chance to go out there and enjoy the weekend. Um, you know, do something fun. Let's spend some time with the family. Get outside if you can. Uh, I've got some things in mind that I want to do. I'm hoping that I can I can do it. I've got some articles that I want to write, and because I have a full time job, and then the podcast and the and the, the website, I don't always get to. Uh, I, I you know I sit down on the weekends and, and try to write, and then the church you know, prepare my sermons and stuff like that. But I've got a couple of things that I want to do. I want to get out there. And uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna, hopefully I can do it and uh, in, enjoy uh, some fresh air. Definitely I think that's important. But anyway, uh, that's it for episode 65. Another week in the books. Okay, hey, with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, the grid, or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and stay aware. Peace.